Jesus Christ. I'm Keenan. <laughs> and I'm Derek. Something funny's <laughs> happening with the recording thingy I always use. It's different now, so... Um, uh, it really threw him off, and it was really funny. Um, anyway, this is True Neutral. True Neutral! <laughs> um, Back again for uh, another week. Yep, it's whole, been a whole one. It has indeed that. Yeah. Uh, so, things... A lot of things to talk about this week. Um, how was your week? Um, my week has been another week of work, honestly. Ah. Nothing too crazy. Cool. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> my week was just as exciting. Yeah. We live amazingly fun-filled lives. Oh, yeah. Um, I say it every week, but paternity leave has just gotten me in a blur. Mm-hmm. It's just... The pattern we've developed, and bam. And it works. Yeah. I'm almost done with Arrow. <laughs> Getting there. Yeah. The last episode, or the last season has a lot less episodes than all the rest of the seasons. Alright. So, yeah. That's always unfortunate. <laughs> I, I think it might be a good thing, because they'll probably have exactly the story they need to tell. As opposed to any filler episodes. Oh, uh, see, it always makes me afraid that it got cut early. No, I mean, it started off a very successful universe over there at WB, I think. Yeah, WB. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, really successful franchise probably just got the ending it deserved. I'm yeah. hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah, that that's that's what we all hope for. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Too many shows end terribly. Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, but, so, uh, do you, you want to talk about the news this week? Yeah, there's uh, a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, we had some stuff happen. Um, and we're a little late to this party because of how we record, but yeah. there it is. <laughs> um, well, should should we start with the the big one? Ye- I guess our big one. Our big one. Yeah, yeah. The Blue Beetle trailer. Yay! It looks good. Yeah? yeah, yeah. It does. It does look good. Um, I I really enjoyed their choice of actor for Jaime. I yeah. don't remember his name right now, and I feel terrible about it. I can Google that. Sure. Um, but he looks. It looks like he's doing very well in that role. Um, I really liked the look of the CGI and the suit and everything. Like I thought the. It the way it took him over in the kitchen. Yeah, like that's... almost like a horror movie scene, the way it was filmed and framed. Like it was very, very well done. I liked it. Um, George Lopez is hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, uh, yeah. Every time I see him on screen, I just laugh at him because he just looks ridiculous. He's fantastic. Um, I'm, I am so excited that he's in this. It took me by surprise, but I am excited that he's in this. I'm really excited that... For once, there's a DC film that is not, like, the darkest fucking movie you've ever seen, like, like lighting-wise. Yeah. Like, it, it's actually, like, bright, and you can see things that are happening. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it's not dark. Yeah. Like, this is the best thing I've seen out of DC so far. Um, so I looked up the actor who plays um, Jaime. I just, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. 
Uh, hang on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, there's no way. I'm so sorry, actor who plays Jaime Reyes, if you hear this, like, um, no, I, I just don't want to say that it's wrong. Just, yeah. <laughs> I feel like no matter how I try, that's going to come out wrong out of my mouth. <laughs> but he looks um, great in the role. Yeah, yeah, and that scene where it takes him over and, like, it, like, burns his clothes off of his body yeah. as, like, it, like, puts itself, like, it was... It was very, like, horror movie-esque, and I really appreciate it. I like what other elements of this movie are going to have that in it, because that was, that was so well done, and not what you expect to see out of a superhero movie, necessarily. Right. And one thing I want to point... <coughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> bring up about the, um, the takeover scene before we, I forget about it is that he goes directly to space. Mm-hmm. And, um... That and that happens in the trailer, so I'm wondering if there's going to be more space shit in this movie, or if that's just going to be kind of a, a blue balls for the next one for the blue, I, blue balls for the blue beetle. It might be. I think that's God, them bringing space in this early, like like I talked about before, and where we would go with the DC universe. I feel like that's leading straight to talking about the Lantern Corps and bringing yeah. the Lantern Corps into the universe, like. Yeah, I'm. I, I we went over that history, and I'm pretty sure that the Blue Beetle had, uh, like, the Scarab race, the Reach, had an issue with uh, the Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. There is also um, a couple of frames when they're down in the lab in the trailer, and they're looking at all the tech and everything. There's a couple of frames in the background where you can see the suits from the previous two Blue Beetles. Yeah. Just chilling out there. Yeah. And one empty Mm -hmm. area for a suit. Mm Mm-hmm. And no Ted Cord has been properly announced, so he might just be around in the world. Yeah, somewhere. Being all sneaky and maybe some cool actor. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It was. It looked really good. I really liked the family element of the whole thing. Yeah. Like, it, like they, the whole, like, almost every scene in that trailer was not just Jaime. It was Jaime and a bunch of his family members. Yeah. They were constantly helping out and working together. And I really liked that. I thought that was a very nice touch to add, especially if you get that throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Like, that's... Uh, one of my favorite things is that he transformed in front of his family. Yeah, from the very beginning. Yeah, so everybody was just like, okay, well, there's a thing in our family. We have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think it just looks really good. I'm actually really excited for it. Yeah. Um, I really liked the... Let's see, what did I have here? Um, how the suit, like, it does whatever the hell it wants. Like, yeah. it just protects him. Yeah. And sometimes it'll do what it wants it to do and sometimes it'll do what it wants to do when it slices that bus in half (laughs) a la doctor strange yeah yeah yeah. or and then like it materializes weapons for him like the lantern core rings yeah with the the buster sword yeah is that a power that it normally has well it definitely like it manifests things like it just it's usually like blades or like weapons Sometimes, like, a blaster. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's usually... 
It's usually kind of limited. I didn't know it could do literally anything his mind imagined. Yeah, right? Um, so I'm interested to see where that goes. But also, um, my one gripe is the voice for the suit. For yeah, the I was going to say something about that as well. It felt like a weird choice. It's very um, Karen from Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it in the like animated series and stuff and like just kind of the way it comes off in the comics it's always like this kind of voice you know yeah i i just i felt that me it's weird but maybe it's because they can play it off like it's alien tech and so it just adapts to what he thinks of a voice that would be talking to him would be like like if there was a voice in the suit it's like Almost what he imagines it to sound like, you know? Right. It just... I mean... Because if it's alien tech, then it adapts. Right. It just... It feels like it should be a kind of gross alien voice. Yeah. And it's yeah, I just, agree. It's just not. And that's that's my or one... Or like an old Egyptian kind of voice. Note. I don't know what that would be necessarily, but like that... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even have to, like, I'm not mad about that it's a girl, but it should be, like, a gross-sounding girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it should still sound, you know, weird. Mm-hmm. And not just an automated voice on Earth. That's my only, that's literally the only thing I am yeah. not excited for for this movie. But the that's rest fair. of it looks fucking rad. I'm... Very excited. And then, of course, the very last line of the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Batman's a fascist. Yeah. Batman's Straight from fascist. the lips of Mr. George Lopez himself. <laughs> so that, uh... That's so funny. That's really funny. It's, it's really been funny. An, it's been an argument for a while, but to have it in it a while... <laughs> but to have it in a DC movie... To have it be put in the trailer yeah. for the movie... It really kind of sets the whole tone, yeah. I think, and I I'm excited for that. Like that's that's funny. That's a good weird t- play to have on things. Like if the whole DCU ends up going that direction, I think I could be okay with that. If they like have these serious crazy things that are happening, but there's always that constant undertone of humor, like self awareness of yeah, these are about comic books yeah you know then that's exactly what we need from it yeah i don't disagree with any of that uh just i love the i oh no sorry i'm curious about whether or not the this is in just uh a new dc universe because like this is still being released under James Gunn and Peter Saffron's DC, mm-hmm. like whether or not it ends up in canon or not is still to be seen, because he said that it easily could be retconned in, into canon. Yeah, because it's so separate from what the DC EU was. Um, but it, I'm interested to see if this means that this is the Batman who's been branding people. Yeah, <laughs> because the, the super fair call. Yeah, or it, yeah, if yeah. Batman's just notable for other reasons in this universe. Just like people know about him, and he's like 
still beating people the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. If it's just I like mean, the normal I mean, if Batman's take. kicking the shit out of people and leaving them for dead on a sidewalk, then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so I w- I'm just curious about like if it's going to be a part of this new DC yeah. universe if that's if it's just a judgment on like Batman as a whole or the Batman that's in that universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be very interesting to find out. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see the rest of it. Like when it comes out, I'm very, I'm much more excited to see it now yeah. than I've seen the trailer. Like I was hesitant with, especially just the way that the DC movies have been, right? Um, and considering that this was supposed to be part of their universe to begin with, I was like, I don't know, right? <laughs> but fair call. I, I'm, I'm much more excited now that I've seen it. Definitely, will be seeing it. Hell yeah. Um, so, and I know you haven't seen the trailer for this yet. Wait, Kajida! <laughs> Sorry. The the trailer for what now? Uh, for, for the Barbie movie. Yeah, but I, I'm still excited. I was already excited to see it. So. I haven't seen the trailer yet. I don't know why I haven't watched well, it. Well, I, I, there's actually two trailers. I watched the newest one. Okay. Um, and it's, it's definitely something. Um. <laughs> Every everyone in their world is either a Barbie or a Ken. Okay. So all the there's like a scene at the beginning of it where Margot Robbie walks in, and uh, she's like, <laughs> small edit. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a scene at the like the beginning of the trailer where uh, Margot Robbie is just kind of walking around, and there's a bunch of the other girls that are all sitting around, and they're all like, "Hi, Barbie!" And then she's like, "Hi, Barbie! Hi, Barbie! Hi, Barbie!" <laughs> and they're all like, <laughs> "Oh man!" And uh, yeah, and all the guys are named Ken, <laughs> and uh, it's it's got so many famous people in this fucking movie. <laughs> So many. There's like a a large list of people. I just wrote down the the top four that I saw that weren't uh, Ryan Gosling or Margot Robbie um, that I saw. We have um, Will Ferrell's in there. John Cena's in there. Michael Sarah's in there. Helen Mirren's in this movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, I what? believe Kate McKinnon was on that list. Will Ferrell? Rhea Perlman? Yeah. <laughs> Um, There's so many famous people in this fucking movie, dude. I'm sure some of these people are notable to other people. Um, Kate McKinnon? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not very up to date, but they're pretty high up in the cast list. Yeah. Yeah, There's there's a lot of famous people. It looks kind of bonkers, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Uh... It's it's very as you would think it is. It's very bright. It's like it's very bright. It's very pink and blue. Very like loud. Like lots of music. Lots of bright loud colors. Like like you would think of any like Barbie movie to be. I guess it doesn't really look like my kind of movie that I would necessarily enjoy. But it feels like a movie I'm going to have to watch. I feel like this. Is, <laughs> no, it's just like this is going to be like one of those those. 
pop culture touchstones, I feel like. like Yeah, I, I, I want to see it. Um, I asked Kirsten if she would go with me, and she said no, just outright no. <laughs> well, I will go with you because I... We, we already have to go together to see Flash. I told her we were going to do that. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then there's a really, there is a really funny bit at the end of this trailer as well that got me, which, uh, is Ken arguing with another Ken, um, and they're all on a beach, like, having fun or whatever, and this is where you see Michael Sarah in the trailer, because you see both Will Ferrell and Michael Sarah in the trailer for brief periods of time. But um, there's Ken and this other Ken are arguing on the beach, and Michael Sarah's like in the background, just kind of watching, <laughs> and they're talking about. Is he also Ken? I, I assume so, because okay. every person they talk to is either a Barbie or a Ken. Okay. So, um. But this, Ryan Gosling's arguing with this. Uh, I believe it's John Cho. Maybe I don't remember who it is. Hmm. Um, but another Ken. Yeah, another Ken. And he's like, um, they keep saying beach off. Like, he's like, if I, if we were having fun right now, then I'd beat you off. <laughs> and he's like, they're like, I'll beat you off and I'll beach both of you off. Like, we both take you one. Like, I'll beach both of you off at the same time. <laughs> Margaret Robbie's like, nobody's beaching anybody off. <laughs> I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> That's fantastic. No, as soon as I heard Ryan Gosling was going to be in a Barbie movie, I was in. It's the, He has bleach blonde hair, and everyone is um, giving him shit right now because uh, it, it makes him look somewhat like Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> with his hair. <laughs> you abuse your employees, allegedly. <laughs> um, and and I'm, I'm not going to lie, it, it kind of does. Just, it's the way that it's cut, and the fact that it is, like, bleached blonde like that. <laughs> um, but the acting just, it all looks, like, really campy, but it, it feels like it's done in a way that's extremely, it's just, like, one of those self-aware movies, once again. It's just, like, a movie that knows that it's a Barbie movie, and so they just lean into, yes, this is weird Barbie land. Hell Yeah. Um, I'm not still entirely sure, the same question I had before, I'm still not entirely sure that this is a kid's movie. <laughs> I, I, I'm just unsure of whether or not this movie is actually aimed for children. What's the rating, do you know? I'm not off the top of my head, no. Uh... It would be interesting to know. Because it's... Just, I don't know. It just feels like a movie that could be more aimed at, at, like, an older audience. That's fair. Any word on that? I'm, I'm <laughs> not seeing a rating. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe I'm just an idiot and don't know where to find it, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't see it. All right then. So we still jury's still out on whether or not this is actually a kids movie. <laughs> um, besides that, I also and this is a, like a couple weeks old. I'm kind of behind on this one, but I did also watch the trailer for uh, Power Rangers Once and Always. Um, 
I mean, I didn't even know about this until you told me about it. Yeah, it's a Netflix original movie. It's got, like, a, it, they're all back. Like, the whole original cast, obviously, with the exception of uh, Tommy. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, but Green Ranger is still... Rest in peace. Green Ranger is still there. I just didn't see his face at all throughout the trailer, but he's definitely like the green. There's someone running around in a Green Ranger suit, so uh, it better be an accomplished stuntman who does never ever show his face. Um, what if they use his voice though? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. But it appears just to be like a bunch of. It's still that high camp. It's still a lot of just. The old faces are all back, and they're all, like, they don't try to Billy! de-age them at all. It's just, like, time has passed. The, yeah, that's, the that's witch, awesome. witch lady is back from whatever dimension they shoved her into, and so they have to gather together again to stop her. And, uh, yeah, it just looks like, it doesn't look like they've overly CGI'd anything. It still looks like a lot of practical effects with a little bit of CGI just to help it out here and there. Um, the fight scenes looked pretty cool like it all it just looked like a fun time all the way through and um i was never big into the power rangers series when i was a kid but um i see i was i love power rangers i love power rangers very much so much i was the black ranger three years in a row for halloween i was telling you that because like and the white ranger once Mm -hmm. i was Super into Power Rangers for for a long time. I watched for like three, four different iterations. It was the first show I was like, man, this is getting tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... It, but it just... For me, it just looks like something that's... It's definitely just going to be a nostalgia thing for the people that love Star Wars. Or for the people that love... Sorry, my next thing is about Star Wars. For the people that love uh, Power Rangers. Cool. Well, I will probably watch it just on principle. I'll probably watch it just to see how it is. Fair enough. Like, I think it'll be very interesting. Just because it it is all the same people coming back and everything. and It it looks really campy. It looks really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like right up my alley. Hell yeah. Um, and then I have one more piece of news. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> um, so apparently. Apparently. Daisy apparently. Ridley is returning as Ray for another trilogy of movies that's going to be set 15 years after The Rise of Skywalker. Are they waiting until that time elapses? That's what they really need to do. Um, no, I don't think so. But it says, uh, this is a quote from the article. It says, per deadline, really, deadline, headline, or, you know, it's probably a, a news place. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> we'll be leading a new Star Wars film, which will be honed by a bunch of people that, uh, and... There will be several new movies taking place, everywhere from the, quote, deep past to, another quote, 15 years after the events of The Rise of Skywalker. Um, The latter of those will be telling the story of rebuilding the new Jedi Order. 
So it'll be 15 years later, Ray's rebuilding a new Jedi Order now. <sighs> okay. Okay. Doing the Mark Hamill, doing the, the Luke Skywalker thing. Right. And trying to do it better. Right. And I mean, she will, because that's the point. Maybe she won't, and that'll be interesting. But either way, I don't know if this is a good idea so soon mm-hmm. after... Look, I'm... I'm either going to buy you a Blu-ray player or just find a copy of Rise of Skywalker on DVD because I need you to see that. (laughs) But uh, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm not entirely sure that this... Like, why? Why so immediately after you did Rise of Skywalker, after everyone hated Rise of Skywalker, you're yeah. going to turn around and be like, no, we'll fix it. We'll fix it by, by doing more. By doing <laughs> more. I, I like the idea. There was somebody, I, maybe the Logan director? Somebody was um, just got attached to doing a, uh, uh, um, like, a before the Old Republic movie. Okay, which would be the deep past, I yeah. think, that they're referring to. Yeah, and that that could be really good. Yeah, and like, did I you see it before the Old Republic? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, going yes. way back. Yeah, so that, you know, that would be super interesting to see. Yeah. Um, I wonder why not just touch on the Old Republic at all. Maybe because it's already so well known that they want to go somewhere else. Well, I think they'd have to canonize stuff, and they're scared of people... Having their going old farther stuff. back is just going to create those problems as well because going back before the old republic means you have to make it but, unless you're trying to make it separate and then so you just make it blatantly obvious that that is the old republic is not what happened in this movie universe or or you can just set up certain characters to be what they want them to be in the old republic so. That way, when changes happen to the old Republic that people know and love, people won't be so mad about it. Oh, that'll never... These are Star Wars fans you're talking about. I know, I know. But, uh, like, so, the way they've had to do it with the this new era of Star Wars was they just straight up wiped out a lot of canon. Like, a lot of stuff that people considered canon. Mm-hmm. And before then, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, you kind of got free reign on what was canon because authors are authorized to... Authors are authorized. Yeah. Um, to... <laughs> <laughs> were authorized to write um, plenty of, you know, outside the storyline storylines for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as they did that canon wipe, most of those were just gone. They And the, since then, they've kind of been picking and choosing... But I think because of the Old Republic so well done, like in the games and like from the other places people know it, like I think they're afraid to make decisions on whether or not things should stay and they don't want to tell the same story. Mm-hmm. But what people really want is a movie length adaptation of the Revan storyline from KOTOR. Yeah, right. <laughs> they they will watch it. They will mm-hmm. be excited. They will like be excited for the twist as long as you present it exactly how it happens in the game. <laughs> Just give us the cinematic and you'll be fine. A well-acted-out cinematic. And then you can take it from there. You don't even have to go straight into KOTOR. You could probably do your own universe off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. KOTOR 2, I mean. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, I just question how smart it is to jump right into another sequel trilogy. Yeah. I see. I am wondering so hard about that because, like, what are they? Do they really think they can just win all of that back with? Like, I mean, the movies are gonna have to be really good. Mm-hmm. And I bet they just won't make the same box office they're expecting off that comeback movie. Oh, no. Especially if they waited. Like you said, if they actually waited, then you would. Because then people would be starving for more Star Wars again. Yeah. That was a problem with this sequel trilogy to begin with. They, they didn't wait long enough. The f- between The Phantom Menace and... Um, 1999 and 2002. For Attack of the Clones. No, I was tr- thinking of when the last of the original trilogy came out. Oh, okay. So 1983. 80, yeah, so 83 to 99. Yeah. That, you waited 16 years to make more Star Wars movies. Yeah. And then from the last of the prequel trilogy to the... 2005 to 2015? 15. Is another 10-year jump. Not quite as long, but people were starting to feel that nostalgia again of... I miss Star Wars. I like Star Wars, but these movies are kind of old now. I've seen these movies a lot. They've been out for a while. Yeah, you know? and we got we got DVDs and Blu-rays now. We can just watch this shit over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. This new trilogy came out, and you can't just... People aren't feeling that nostalgia, and they're especially not wanting to watch more right now because the last one was such a huge fucking failure. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone hated it. And so if you do another trilogy right away, people just aren't going to watch it. And yes, The Mandalorian is popular. Yes, like, a lot of, like, uh, Rogue One got popular and things. Solo didn't do so well. But, (laughs) But that's because you're telling other stories you're not sticking to this same like set paradigm this 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 structure that you have if you branch out and do other stories set in the same universe people are obviously going to be interested because it's a different take on different things that they don't see right if you just go right back into another trilogy no one's gonna care that's fair and that's yeah it's it's fucking dumb. <laughs> it's dumb that that's Especially is aging happening. at 15 years when there's Big no way Daisy Ridley yeah. is going to... I mean, unless she's a Paul Rudd type, and even 15 years from now she'll look the same. Yeah. <laughs> Which is possible. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the fact of the matter is it hasn't been 15 years. And no one's going to feel that in, in movie time. Yeah. The way you're expecting them to... Yeah, it's just not going to work right. Mm-hmm. And once again, people were starved for Star Wars content back in the day because we didn't have The Mandalorian. We had sometimes a cartoon. Yeah. And, like, it just... Yeah. No one no one is the, starved for Star Wars right now because The Mandalorian is doing fine. Um, they had the Book of Boba Fett. We got... Um, a couple other series going on. There's the Jedi series, and then there's the Ahsoka series that's coming out. Like, there's a couple of cartoons running. There's so much Star Wars that you can get right now. Mm-hmm. And so no one's, like, 
begging for a sequel to the trilogy that no one liked. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I am one of the people who really liked The Last Jedi. I really, really like that movie. I liked its creative choices. I liked its cool environments. There's a couple of things that did feel shoehorned in there, but I'm not sure why. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, and you will never know why because the last one got chopped to pieces and fucking Frankenstein back together, from what I've heard. Well, yeah. And um, it's, it's just it, it's nothing it, like what it probably was going to be when they actually made the Last Jedi. It just doesn't follow on from the Last Jedi very much. Like it just doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a sequel to that movie. <laughs> it feels like a sequel to a different movie that happened between The Force Awakens and that one. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking odd. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just... I don't know why they would do this. I, I get the old-timey movie. Yeah, that, yeah. That'll be interesting, no matter where they set it, so long as it's way long ago in Star Wars time. If it's A long, long, long... Long way. time ago. <laughs> um... In a galaxy, you know, still pretty far away. That'd be really cool. What if they did, like, almost like a a horror-type movie with it? It would be almost like an alien movie, but it's like the people are tribal and they're learning how to use their force. Like, they learn that they're connected to the planet in this way that allows them to actually, you know, use the force and move things and bend the world to their will. And uh, then they use that to, like, be able to... 2001, a Jedi Odyssey. Yeah, they use that to fight off, like, the aliens, the creatures that live on the planet that are, like, trying to kill them and things like that. And from there, they develop, like begin developing, and then obviously there's, like, a civil war of, like, how to use it. And you see, like, the early splitting and the development of what will become eventually the Jedi and the Sith. But it's just, like, the civil war of, like, an old tribe that learned how to use the the Earth to their will. That'd be rad. That would be a cool, cool movie. I think they might do something like that as more of a montage, as a lead-up. No, that should just be the whole movie. I agree with you. <laughs> I think that would be a fucking sick movie, but I think if they do that, they will almost definitely be just like a, a lead-up to what the movie is, which will be like the development of the Old Republic. I should write up guess. just little scripts like that, just little screenplays and send them off, see if I can get them sold. <laughs> <laughs> I can come up with good movie ideas. <laughs> can't play if you, or you can't win if you don't play. Huh? huh? Did you have any news? Uh, that was most of it. I had something else, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I took notes and saved things, that way I would actually be more on the ball this time. Yeah, I have not taken notes. I should have taken notes. I just did not. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about the D&D movie, though. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, um, spoilers ahead, because, um, Derek doesn't care so much. I don't. I'm still going to see it, and I'm probably still going to love it. Like, it doesn't really matter if he spoils it or not for me. And, uh, I, uh, don't know how to explain the fun parts without, um, spoiling it for people who are really excited for this movie. So, if you don't want to hear about that... That's fine, and I understand. Um, 
So, I went with my partner, Kirsten. It was her birthday. Uh, so that was pretty cool. It came out on her birthday. Hell uh, yeah. We went to the 6.30 showing, and it was not full. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, we don't live, like, in a big place, but I really kind of expected more people there. There just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Everyone was saving their money for Mario, which just came out on the other day. Yeah. So, yeah. Which well, I also still need to go see. We're all gonna go see that as a family, cause uh, my son's grandpa really wanted to take him, like asked specifically if he could take him, and like I was just like, well, no, I, I I'm gonna take him. You you can come, <laughs> cause I've been talking about taking him to this as soon as it was announced, cause. Mario's one of those things that we bonded over. I made him play the old school ones. Like, we played through Odyssey. We played, like, yeah. We've just been playing Mario since he was able to play video games. And I am really excited to watch this movie with him. Yeah. Um, and not hate on Chris Pratt the whole time because <laughs> I'm going to be a good dad while I'm there. <laughs> Actually, I've heard that it, it doesn't matter that much. I'm like, everyone is that I've talked to, everything that I've even listened to about this movie has said you very quickly settle in. Like, they call it out very early on in the movie with the the Charles, Day, Charles Martinet cameo happens relatively early on, and they call out the whole voice change thing, and then everyone's like, and after they call it out and they become self-aware of it, you just settle into it and you stop noticing it. Hmm. All right. I mean, I'm going. I was gonna assume I was gonna do that anyway, just because, like I said, I'm gonna. I'm excited to watch this with my son, and that's gonna be, you know. Yeah. That's gonna take over any cynicism I have mm -hmm. watching it with him. Like it doesn't. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So the Dungeons and Dragons movie was really, really fun. Yeah, like it was, and that's what that's I was. What really, I want to hear. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for myself, and uh, it was just. It was exactly what I was hoping a D and D movie was going to be like, because I've heard horror stories about the ones that came out in the past. I've never actually watched them, but um, there have been a few licensed Dungeons and Dragon movies that have come out. Mm -hmm. Apparently, they're just not great. Yeah, yeah, most of them are not good, from what I've heard. Um. But this one, it just starts off with the main character in jail or in court pleading his case to get out of jail. Dungeon. Dungeon. Um, and uh, it's just telling basically the story of his old campaigns, mm -hmm. which is fucking great. <laughs> um, and you can really feel like roles all the way throughout like you yeah can, you can tell when they like oh that was definitely a nat one i wonder uh, if that's how they wrote the movie it's I, like i kind of hope so like you get to a, a point and you're like okay how's this gonna go and they roll a d20 and they're like oh nat one on that one and so they have to write down like how he fails it or whatever yeah. and that would be a really fun way to write a script yeah <laughs> yes it would Good ideas. Um, so, Full of them today. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but they uh, they escape using an arrow, Krokra. Him and his uh, friend, who is 
Holga, I believe, with an H at the beginning. Okay. Um, but they just jump on an Aarakocra and throw him out the window. <laughs> just like, it seems like they just were expecting him to also not want to die, so he put out his wings to, you know, glide them to the ground. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, oh, Holga's Michelle Rodriguez, and it's Chris Pine. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. I have expected her to just be Letty the whole time. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of, but with an axe. Yeah. <laughs> That's more scary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, she's a barbarian. Um, yeah, and it's just very clear, like, Chris Pine's a bard. Mm-hmm. Like, he uses charisma checks often and, like, always grabs his loot. <laughs> Almost Indiana Jones-esque grabbing the loot. Um it's just cool to see those little attributes. Uh, the one character I would do- love to have gotten more of was the tiefling druid. Okay. She was, like, banished at a young age for, you know, being a tiefling. And then found, like, a sect of woodland beings who, you know, learned druid from. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, her character didn't really get fleshed out because, uh... They've, there were just, you know, there were quite a few characters to flesh out. Mm-hmm. And she was oftentimes wild shaping way more than two times a day. <laughs> but she was definitely, like, kind of a vehicle for stuff to happen more than a character. And yeah, that's a that shame. sucks. Yeah. She got uh, treated like a tiefling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the only thing that was, like, that she did was have horns like she was told the human otherwise okay yeah i would like to have had like even a blue tint to the skin Mm -hmm. something yeah but uh they did have a nice touch of like every time they went in public she like put a hood over like always covered her horns whenever there were like crowds of people Mm -hmm. so there was a yeah that nice little touch of that people don't like tieflings what did you think of the dragon? The dragon was great. <laughs> the big fat dragon was great. <laughs> it was the best thing. I, I'm pretty sure that's a thing from D and D lore. It is, and, yeah. But yeah. it's it was so good to see just a big old chunky dragon. <laughs> it was my favorite thing. <laughs> it was so good. Um, there was the other the, the other character in the party is the the little the sorcerer little. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. <laughs> he's not. He's not like. He's not little. He's just a guy. Uh, but uh, he's just. He's like powerful, but not confident, and that's that's his arc. He gets confident and more powerful. Okay. Yeah. He uh, he starts the movie off. It by sounds like, kind of like the Wizard of Oz. You're like the sorcerer gained courage. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but you know that's how D and D works. Yeah. Gain confidence. Sometimes you level up. <laughs> Yeah. But uh it really it did feel very much like a campaign throughout. Um and it took place in Neverwinter. So if you've ever played the opening quest of the five E Dungeons and Dragons, you've been to Neverwinter. Mm-hmm. So it was a cool place to set the movie around. Yeah. Um and there was lots of cool little things like they, they mention a beholder, but you never see one. Aw. Yeah. But it was nice to just have those little touches. You do see a gelatinous cube. 
Yeah. And you see it melt somebody. Nice. It's just bones afterwards. It's so good. That sounds cool. Yeah. You don't do like get to watch the whole melting process, obviously. Yeah, but. I wouldn't assume so. It'd be a bit much for a movie like this. Yeah, but you do see a bit of melting, and then you come back to him, and he's a skeleton in there. <laughs> yeah. Gelatinous cubes are fun. But there was a lot of cool little touches, like the spells. There was definitely a mage hand in there, and there was, like, uh, prestidigitation. Is that the one? Yeah. Uh, she just cools a cup. <laughs> the evil lady cools a cup down. Just a little touch. It was it was good. Yeah. And just little things like that. Oh, uh, the sorcerer guy, I think he's a wizard. I'm really not sure. Probably a wizard. Makes more sense for the classic D&D party. Yeah. But, um... He, at one point, gets his mouth blocked while he's trying to do spells, and I just thought that was a neat touch. Like, they didn't, like, stop any other... They just blocked his mouth, because, mm -hmm. you know, you need that that's part to do spells. really all you need to do, yeah. <laughs> so... That's uh, why you don't want to get a broken jaw if you're a wizard or a sorcerer. Or really, anyone that casts magic. Yeah. So, it's a... I, I just thought that was a neat touch, where he just couldn't cast spells without having his mouth open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I need to remember that. No. Mm. No. For the record, for the, the listeners, Derek's the DM <laughs> for for our party. Uh, so I don't, I don't like that he said that. Um, <laughs> Break your jaw. Maybe not yours, maybe Gath. He can't cast greater restoration on himself. <laughs> I can cast it on him, though. From a distance, or is it a touch spell? That's what you need to ask yourself. Because if it's uh, up close and you guys are across a battlefield from each other and he's got a broken jaw and can't cast any spells. All those sorcery <laughs> points for nothing? Oh, that sucks. Coffee lock, huh? Uh, sorry, buddy. Oh, man. Oh, you listen to this, don't you, Joe? Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh there's another character in this movie that's just your typical npc it's so good they he like just shows up and he saves a tabaxi child from a tree yeah okay <laughs> saving a cat that's from funny. a tree that's just really funny D &D. yeah it was very good um and the tabaxi were really cute really cool looking the aracrocra also looked really cool bird person Bird person. Just, did you imagine a bird that is a person? That's yep. That's it. You see like gnomes and dwarves, I assume. A, a little bit, like you. You see a lot less, like interesting creatures in this than I would have liked. Oh, because there's like so many different types. There's like the gnomes and the dwarves. Elves are easy. You just give people pointy ears and like yeah. accentuate the cheekbones and shit a little bit. Yeah. You know. Um, no, there's Centaurs. A, there's a halfling. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez's ex is a halfling. That's funny. Because, you know, she's a big, strong barbarian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That classic trope. Yeah. Goblins? What about goblins? Not much. I'm pretty sure there were some in the background at some point. They're just not... Like orcs and like, half-orcs. Man... You have all this... I mean, I understand that's either a lot of practical effects or CGI effects, but still... Yeah. It's a D&D movie. I know, I know. Um, but there's a... Oh, yeah, the, the the halfling boyfriend is, like, super sensitive and, like, very understanding the whole time, and he's... 
he's got a new girlfriend who is also a big old barbarian. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. It's um, pretty funny. They take back his walking stick, and it ends up being um, a hither thither staff, something that was made up for this movie, but is effectively a portal gun. Okay. Yeah. Sure. They use it in really cool ways. They use it really a fun ways that like very much feel like a campaign like yeah. a, a party coming up with interesting ways to use a thing that's fun yeah i like that um but yeah they they uh, yeah i mean they win yeah obviously uh the, as you do with any good campaign the bad guy is a red wizard but they don't like explain why red wizards are bad really that much they just like Especially right when it happens, they're just like, oh shit, she's a red wizard. She just throws her hood off and then it, her whole cloak changes from black. <laughs> it's pretty rad. Hell yeah. She, but she's got all the tattoos, you know. Um, so, yeah, she's just a really brutal, powerful character and it's fun. They kind of lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, Oh, she also talks to a lich, I'm pretty sure. Something in the in the dark recesses of a thing that sounds super creepy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I saw... I really liked it, is the point. And uh, those are the things I really liked about it. And the one thing I didn't like was how much she wild-shaped and didn't get story. Mm-hmm. Because... A, wild shape twice a day. I'm fine yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with you wild shaping into an owl bear, but just having an unlimited amount just for a cool like escape shot, which did look great, don't get me wrong, but she wild shaped into like four or five, maybe six different animals just in the course of a few moments. And it's just like, man, there's gotta be a limit. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did see an article that they were talking about making, the director's talking already, and the, said they're in the talks for making a second one that's going to mm-hmm. have uh, Drizzt in it, um, which is a drow character. He's a rather popular, he's from the Icewind Dale trilogy. Um, he's like a really popular character in the D&D lore. Oh, yeah. So... I know they had, like, a lot of cameos from characters from the D&D lore, but I don't know a lot of it because um, almost all of our games are custom games. Yeah. So, um, the, the like, the full-on D&D lore, I learned some of it in, like, the opening quest and, like, from reading stuff, uh, just in, like, the player's handbook and, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm about the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have a lot of knowledge of the actual traditional D&D lore. But there's apparently a lot of cameos from, like, classic D&D characters and stuff. Like, I recognized a lot of the names of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was it was cool to just hear things and be like, oh, yeah, I, I've heard of that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, when you you hear names like, like Xanthar or Tasha or something, you yeah. can, you know, oh, okay, yeah, I like it. Yeah. That's ancient magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's fun. Yeah. Sounds uh, great. I saw somebody else's review said it was a 7 out of 10 movie and a 10 out of 10 D&D movie, and I pretty much agree with that. Hell like, yeah. It was, it was a fun action-adventure movie, but for the fact that it was a D&D movie and it felt like a D&D movie, fucking 
100% go see that. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I'm really excited for that as well. It seems like there's just a lot of good movies coming out right now. Or yeah. a lot of what appear to be good movies. Yeah, I can't wait to see a lot of them. I'm hoping that The Flash is... Holds up because the good. Flash is coming out before Blue Dude. Beetle. I'm gonna I'm gonna say honestly, I'm hoping the Flash is kind of bad, and yeah. they just like used it as a total reset. Flash is coming out before Blue Beetle, man. I know, I know. God, when's that? July is that Flash? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Man. Opening day. Yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It's got to be bad. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a quick hypothetical for us? Um, I don't... Um, no. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. Um, neither do you. <laughs> Nope. I just really have to pee, if I'm being honest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. If you nope. had to choose between being blind and deaf, just a classic... Yeah. Like, going blind or being born blind? Like, or deaf? I think it's like, like, you are you, and then, like, you wake up tomorrow, and you're either blind or deaf. Okay. Um, man. Either of those takes away so much of what I love about so many things. Um, I guess deaf. Yeah? Yeah. It wouldn't be great for a lot of the things I love, but I'd still get to see my kids. Okay. I would actually choose blind. Yeah? Um, because if I, even if I can't see, then I can still talk to people. I can still, like, um, like, sing, you know, play music. Like, and be, like, be, as a, be, as still, a singer. I, I would, can still do those things. I can still physically sing, and it will still feel as good to do so. I just can't sing along to stuff. And theoretically, I could probably get some pretty nice hearing aids. I'm talking full. Sensory gone. Mm. Yeah, I'm still going with that, because I got subtitles and I want to read. That's. I mean, that's fair. I understand that. I would you know, get books in Braille, I guess. I have to learn Braille. Yeah, I just don't have the patience for that. I feel like overall I would adjust better to being deaf than being blind. Uh, yeah, no, opposite for me. <laughs> Definitely. Huh. That's nuts. <laughs> where can they find us to tell us where they would rather be deaf or blinded? By uh, us? You can tell us if you would rather be deaf or blind at uh, trueneutralpod at gmail.com. Or um, you could just send a, a quick tweet, either deaf or blind or fuck you guys or, you know, whatever, uh, to at True Neutral Pod on the tweeter. Or I'm at Mr. Dab himself. Uh, yeah. We got, <laughs> yeah, got the Facebook, True Neutral Podcast on Facebook, True Neutral Studios on both the Instagram and the YouTube. 
I'm also at Mr. Dab himself on the Instagram. All those things are accurate. And disappointing at best on both Facebook and YouTube as well. That's a band we are in. It's a band we are in indeed. Um, it's not a good one. It's just, you know, disappointing at best. Yep, it's it's named it's named aptly. Um, that's that's true neutral. That is, I was gonna say you look like you have final thoughts. <laughs> I, I thought I did, and then they finally went away. <laughs> bye bye. <Bye-bye. Bye-bye. laughs>